0: Hello, welcome to How to Win the Lottery, Episode 10, Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguro. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I am Bobby Fisher. Are you a defeated Bobby Fisher today?
1: Why is that? You just sounded sad. Oh. Uh, or are you just in theme for the season? Let's get into it. Let's <laughs> let's let's open me up. Let's figure this out. Where does the sad boy come? What's the sad boy within? Why are why is he not nourished?
0: Why did he decide such a downer of a season to open up this? The sh- end to gest. end
1: this is a downer of an ending huh
0: yeah the whole season's been a i
1: don't think so that's true i i think it's mostly fine they like like the only ones of of the books that we've read the only ones that i've found particularly devastating are maybe this one okay what about you what's your where where's your on on, on like our if, if we create an arc of sadness what's at the top and what's at the bottom
0: Death in Her Hands is different kind of sad. Pizza Girl is... She'll get over it, maybe. You should know where Velocity is strange, especially because of the sacrament thing. Memories My Father is like... He's kind of old. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're all different kinds of sad. None have been like... I guess it's more just the consistent sadness as opposed to like the, oh my god, I can't move.
1: Yeah, I find... I, I think that this one is the saddest of all of the books.
0: Why is that, Bob? What is this book about?
1: It is a book about uh, young people in England growing into uh, I guess they never really get that much further than being young adults. It's a its a, a science fiction novel about clone harvesting, the harvesting of organs from, from clones, but it's not written like a science fiction novel. You don't
0: about, know it's sci-fi until like 100 pages in. Yeah,
1: it's, it's not written like a science fiction novel at all. It's written like, and this is something that I think is interesting about this book um, and something that I thought about a lot while reading it is that number one it's written in a a style that we've run away from
0: so this is one. i asked this is what i want to talk to you about because before okay. we started recording i I said we have difference of opinion on the writing i think so i want to hear what i want to please go on
1: i think it reads like a jane austen novel it, it like the the language uh it feels almost timeless. There's not a lot of content. It's very hard to pinpoint sure. a linear location. Yep. The relationships between people are, um, again, they, 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 they hinge on sort of core emotional values. There's there's nothing pop culture-y or quippy. About this book at all? There's no sarcasm. It it completely lacks irony in any in any way whatsoever, Mm -hmm. which is probably why it's so devastating to me. Because like uh, irony is a defense against death, right? Sure. We're we're, we're we're ironic because we're afraid, and this book is is completely unironic about things like love and death. And and that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to pull off. And it's a hard thing to pull off in a modern era when we've so insulated ourselves with irony from those things um, since probably the 80s, maybe even earlier. Uh, probably, uh, you know, with, with the advent of post, real postmodernism and fiction and metafiction with John Barth and things like that, irony has become something that we've leaned on more and more. So I think that Ishiguru. Drives us back almost a century.
0: I think that's all well said. I think I see all of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's also kind of further accentuated by like the lack of description almost around the central character around Kath. Sure, like she's kind of just like we're not really seeing it. We're seeing it through her eyes because it's all narrated, but we know that Tommy has a temper
1: and Ruth is kind of like a mean girl. But Kat- I fucking hate Ruth. I like I had such, such a visceral yeah, she's dislike for Ruth from the very beginning, and we can talk about whether or not that gets redeemed. Um, I don't think it does. I, I don't think it does either. But like we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about that once once that happens. But like she is so terrible yeah. for the majority of the book. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. No, but I think
0: Kath is like a siphon. Is that the right word? Cipher. It, cipher. I don't know. One of them. She's just, like, she's just there. And I'm sure oh. she has, like, specific characteristics of herself, too. Right. But it's almost like her lack of action is her defining characteristic. Yeah,
1: she's, an again, a Nick Carraway character. She's mm-hmm. She she exists to narrate and to tell us what's going on with Tommy and what's going on with Ruth. Not so much what's going on with her. Although, uh, you, to be fair, the porn stuff is, is pretty, like... Uh, uh, but that's also for
0: a purpose, though. Kind of. Well, what do you mean? Well, so, okay. So the other, the the, the bigger takeaway that I had, because I'm like, so the way, as we've been reading these books, I've been largely reading them on Kindle. Okay. And I've been highlighting in the Kindle app, like, passages mm-hmm. and lines and stuff. And, like, there's, like, I didn't highlight anything. I, I, very little in this book. Because I think there's very few passages or very few, like, descriptions or anything that, like, are memorable or, like, oh, I want to remember or whatever. And I was like, why? I'm like, am I, because it's not like I'm not liking it. Mm-hmm. And I like the story. And I wondered if, and I wanted to hear your description of the writing, if it was because these characters are all grown to serve a purpose, to have a function, and, like, that's all there is, if, like, the writing is meant to be kind of functional in that way. Like, it's not flashy because it's reflective of the characters in that way. I don't know if that makes any sense. But yeah. I can sort of, I, I, that's that was my best guess as to why there wasn't stuff that was just, like, You know, because all the other books this season, as we've talked about, are very heavy. But there's also, like, humor in all of them. And, like, there's not really humor here. Very little. Again, it wasn't like I didn't like the book. I think, like, the writing just didn't necessarily draw me in. But I don't know. But I like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. that I mean, that sounds in, in some ways like you just didn't connect to it, and, yeah. and which is like that happens when, when reading. It's a bummer that that happened two books in a row.
0: I think the, the other issue that I have with this is that I saw the movie like a decade ago, which we're going to cover on the Patreon as a bonus episode. And I didn't remember the specifics. I don't remember that there were clones, but I remember it was sci-fi. Yeah. And I had such vivid... When I was reading the book, instead of like picturing the characters, I was like, "I'm picturing Carrie Mulligan."
1: Oh, I, thought, I thought instead of instead of the book, instead of picturing characters I was picturing flying cars and and neon lights—a real Blade Runner thing going on. No, but I think like
0: in a way, knowing the genre, which we said, we mentioned before, is sort of a reveal, or if not a twist, kind of a twist, and knowing
1: which some, is given up very casually. Yeah. It's it's like you're you're led there through them being like. Donations when I do donations. Like the first thing she's like, I'm a carer. It's just like. "Mm." When someone completes, and then eventually it's like. You. Understand it when the um, I, I it might be Miss Emily who explains it to the who, who actually just mentions it straight up to the kids.
0: There's a few different, and like, oh, that makes sense. Miss Lucy,
1: Miss Lucy, Miss okay.
0: Lucy says it about halfway through, and it's like one of those things where because the writing is all and I don't want to say plain as a negative, but it's all like very kind of even keeled, right? Like, it just because a lot of this also seems like memory, like, because like Kath is like, it is, yeah, she's just like, I'll get to that later, like, let me tell you about this first, Like right. the whole thing just it her loops. recounting, right? Yeah. And so it's all very like. This is who I am, and this is how I'm telling the story. I
1: think also that's super British too. Probably the 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 like you know stiff upper lip. Let's let's just like grit our teeth and bear it, right? That's you know we don't complain. So
0: there, but there's like a there's a hand there's like three or four passages that stand out to me in terms of the like what this book's about kind of, and it's a Miss Lucy explaining that you're going to donate your vital organs, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, oh wait, what? I'm sorry, what kind of What book is this? And then when they're following Ruth's possible, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, I know, but the description of like the possibles and clone models and stuff, it just like that feels like more frank conversation than we normally we've had when there's a very long passage toward the end about basically like how this all started. And it's kind of like info jump. Yeah. But it's like you know, in the fifties, and blah blah like, blah. That was blah.
1: The, that's the least interesting part of the book to me.
0: You know, it, it's largely about just these three, three, but there's a bunch of them, like three kids at school in kind of a love triangle, but also kind of not. And then you realize, oh no, it's much more than that. But also not more than that, really.
1: Yeah, I I, I would argue two. I, I think that it's about two things, very specifically two things. I think number one, it is about um, class exploitation, mm-hmm. uh, the exploitation of the working class. Specifically in England, I guess, but probably you can you can extrapolate that to be worldwide. And number two, it is about how love cannot save you. Sure, which is a bummer to hear. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's also true. Well, even
0: ultimately. so, within the first one of the class segmentation, so they are grown. I guess the question is, how much of a dystopia, or depending on your class, how much of a utopia is this world? Because it, it's unclear, I think, for a lot of the book if the world knows about these people. Like, I think that there's a version of this world, and I think toward the end you're like, oh no, people know about this, they just don't want to think about it.
1: Yeah, it's an al- it's an alternate history, because they say it starts after the war. So this is a technology that's developed directly after World War II. Right. And so, you know, people, um, obviously I think people do know about it, because they have the traveling art shows to show that these kids have souls. Right, Which, but you well, you and find out like, like the last that.
0: 25 pages yeah. or something, right? But I was like, there, I can see a version of this world before you hear that passage, where like, only the uber-rich
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So like so weird coincidental timing. The most recent episode of how Did this get made as a recording. This was about the island, which is a movie that I saw 10 or 15 it, yeah, years yeah, ago. Michael and I haven't ben thought about since. And the log line is that there is an island that's a fake island. That, but there are clones that have been grown for or- organ harvesting. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. So like as I'm reading this book, I'm listening to this episode about the same thing. Like Michael Bay's, like I've been on a plane of a private of a prince of a country I'm not going to name, and he's got a boy on there who like is his blood type, and so his family's been paid off, and that you know this prince when he gets sick, the boy's going to get his, his organs harvested or whatever. Like it's real or whatever. And I can see a world in this book where that's the case, where it's like a hundred people or a thousand people have the money, and they're like underground growing these people in like idyllic like middle of nowhere England. And Then at the end you're like, oh wait no, it's everywhere. And there's, you know, moral and ethical obligations and implications that we're not really privy to because Kath is not privy to.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 going to argue instead that it's a metaphor. Um, What's a metaphor? The whole thing? The, the whole thing. Okay. The whole book is a met- the whole organs. All, all the stuff with the organs is a metaphor because it exists in a place where these students are. Okay, let me try to get my thoughts straight on this. I should have written this down before before well, going.
0: And I don't want to further muddy your thoughts, but there's like the class thing, but also within the class thing, like they are all like the lowest of the low, like to the point where people are like, do they even have souls? But they're in, in that world, the Hailshin kids, the yeah. school that they go to, they're upper class in the lower class.
1: Right. Classes are like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like no matter how poor you are, there's usually someone a little poorer than you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to argue that um, the the... The entire thing is a metaphor because it's about the ways in which an upper class will exploit a, um, you know, not even necessarily the working class, but like even even like the, the the middle class. You're trained through school to take part in this system that is ultimately um, meant to create a life for other people, right? That's what working is because we don't have uh, communism. Um, we sweat on machines that aren't ours, right? It, we, we give ourselves to um, we give ourselves to the wealthy to make them more wealthy, sure. and in in uh, and, and in response, they give us. As little as they possibly can. Right. Right? So in, in in this case, as little as they possibly can is, like, they raise these kids in, in, in this environment until they're a certain age, making their lives seemingly okay. Because
0: at the end of is like, look, you're healthy, you are cultured, what more do you want? It's like, well, maybe, like, a life, but, you know. Well,
1: I, the shocking thing about this book, which I think is kind of a masterstroke, the shocking thing about this book is at no point do Tommy, Ruth, or Kath ever go fuck this right like let's we have a car let's get out of here right let's run or let's kill the madam let's kill miss emily what like what do we have to lose they're already stealing our insides the same way that they steal our work the same way that they exploit us to make themselves rich in this case instead of exploiting the the the, the underprivileged to make the the uh, elite Rich, they're exploiting the underprivileged to make the elite stay alive. But it's not that much of a difference, right? You're still you still give of yourself. Right. right. The most dangerous jobs in this world are still the ones you get paid the least for, right? Like I don't think there's any difference between this book and between you know coal miners sacrificing their bodies and their organs and their lungs uh, to uh, make you know. People who own coal mines into billionaires. Right. So I, I I think that the whole the whole book functions within that realm. But specifically, because so much of it takes place at a school and deals with teachers, it's about how you know uh, the 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 uh, the teachers don't teachers are are there to like shepherd you into this to this working condition where you are a slave and 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 you're just there to. Uh, function as a part in a machine for someone else's product instead of to to live your own life and be your own person. You know, the again, the masterstroke of it is that at no point do any of these people ever question it. They just go along with it. And they kind
0: of write that off or, like, to that point, like, they do address that at the end. And Kat says to Tommy, it feels like you always knew to a certain extent. Like, he was always so angry because he realized the reality of the situation, whereas most of the other kids sort of didn't. yeah. And that doesn't explain why he didn't try to do more, but, you know, maybe that's just his personality. Like, he seems to go inward as opposed to outward. Like, he'll, like, be angry, but then just sort of cloister up and not actually Which is what do happens, things.
1: right? Yeah. Think, of, think of all of the um, activism that you've seen in, in, in your life or, or people that you know who are angry about the world but aren't, you know, there's no praxis to their anger. They're not actually trying to make the world a better place. They're just pissed off that the world is shitty. Mm-hmm. I mean, guilty as charged. I'm, I'm right there. I'm fucking angry all the time. And and I, you know, do very little to improve the world. So, you know, it is, it is what it is.
0: Right. And I think this, you know, it goes to the personality types. I mean, I don't know why. And maybe... So I think because the story is so little about these three. And not little in a pejorative sense, but just like, it's just about them, right? It's kind of about Kath sort of in love with Tommy and Ruth... Monopolizing Tommy. Yeah, it's
1: a closed. It's a closed community uh, narrative, sort of like Caddyshack, right? For example
0: exactly you know direct (laughs) comparison but it's not crazy to think that other classes or or other you know there's senior one and senior two and senior three and four whatever like other kids have tried to break out or whatever we're just not we just don't know about them like it seems like this world is populated by rumors like unsubstantiated rumors that they think that there's like something in the woods or whatever but like we don't really know or something here and something there and they just hear things like oh yeah i heard that too or whatever they're like oh it must be true so I think that there is this sense of like other things have happened, but we're not no we don't know that because Kath doesn't know that, but then that then ties us into I think the my rambling roundabout way of getting to Ruth and about if Ruth had a different kind of personality, I think there might have been more opportunity for the three of them for our our narrator and other main characters to do more to explore more to fight back, but because Ruth is so terrible. <laughs> She yeah. she well, like she doesn't make the best of a war situation or the worst of a war situation. It's just like she's just mean.
1: Yeah, because I think like it is showing so specifically how the dynamics among these children in an extraordinary circumstance um, just reflect real world dynamics, right? the The, the ide- ideas about revolution are not at the forefront of of their mind because, we, like any revolution, you would have to sacrifice what you have mm-hmm. to get it. Um, so they're afraid because what they have is comfortable, even if ultimately it will not be comfortable anymore. But once you're no longer comfortable, it's like, how much can you really revolt when when you're missing a bunch of organs?
0: And they've also bought into the lie or into the truth, however you want to phrase it, right? Like, they're like, this is what we're meant to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's the lie that has sustained capitalism for forever, right? That that, uh, we're meant to uh, give money to the to, to the bosses and not take money for ourselves.
0: I don't know that Kath is really bought in, but she's not fighting back. Like, I think the fact that she's a carer for so long. So in this world, there are carers and there are donors. And like all these kids, you become a carer for X period of time, up to 14 years or whatever they say early on, and then you become a donor and you start giving your organs and whatever. And you're treated basically like a rock star if you're able to donate four times. But a lot of people, understandably so, uh, sort of get put out after two.
1: I didn't Google this, but how how many organs can you, like, what four organs are you donating? Kidneys, obviously, you can get rid of the kidneys and you're okay. Sure. Uh, probably half a liver. Okay. Maybe, maybe eyes. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Yeah. Um, they should have gone into details about this. I was also wondering
0: if, what I do like is at the end, there's a line that, uh, did, I, did I write it down? I think so. The Fourth of Nations, Kath describes it as, quote, horror movie stuff and just like that she leaves it at that. She's like that's real horror movie stuff. Yeah. Which like- is
1: which is why um you know Tommy Tommy who loves Kath does not want her to suffer along with him, right? And doesn't want her to see him in 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 a uh, undignified state. Right. Which is another like that's another thing that is reflective of uh, even way more contemporary American society than, than uh, British society, because at least they have the NHS and stuff like that. But like very sick people lack dignity. They're not given dignity Mm -hmm. by, um, you know, the healthcare system. So so when you, when you start talking about like the fourth donation, it's like, just don't do a fourth donation. Let this guy just like live out whatever. Like, is it really worth it to, to, but for them it is because for, they're not people. They're, parts of a machine, you know?
0: But I think that also goes into your second point or second thing of what this book is about, which is that love can't save you because there is this rumor that there are things that are called deferrals, that if you're able to prove that you're in love, you can like put off this future for a couple more years.
1: And the way that you prove that you're in love is by um, taking, at Hailsham, there was was a, a, a lot of emphasis put on art. And as these kids created art, the the head of the program, the madam, whatever, um, collected their art, like, kept the best of it. And we, we find out later on that that art was then used to prove that they have souls to the rest of England. But what the kids think it's for, or what the kids, like, ultimately, like, the conclusion that they come to, is that they're collecting the art so that if they ever need to, the kids can try to get deferrals by... Uh, because the art shows who they really are and right. can show whether or not they're really in love.
0: And it doesn't quite make sense. And it, but, does, it does not it doesn't make sense. That's what's it, beautiful about it. There's but it's,
1: like no logic
0: right. to it. It's, it's kid logic, kind yeah. of, right? But it makes more sense in a way than like, because even cats, like, wait, you don't think we have souls? Like, It's like, well, I mean, you're grown in a lab. Like, it's one of those kind of things, right? Like, I can see kind of both sides of that, but the truth- You tru- ain't got
1: no belly buns. The truth is so,
0: they don't talk about that either, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. <sighs> Maybe that's one of the donations, just, like, the little bit of skin. The, like, like
1: the methodology of, of, of their, their being uh, uh, clones and growing is not, is not given to us. We don't, um, we don't, like, know if they're grown in a test tube or whatever.
0: No. And they're also grown, I guess, without reproductive organs or without... No, they got reproductive well, they have, organs. I mean, they have penises and vaginas, Oh, oh they don't right. have, like, yeah, 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 I guess yeah, they don't yeah. have, like, uteruses.
1: Well, yeah, or, or they don't want uteri. Or something. But I was thinking, like,
0: that could be a donatable thing, but there's such an emphasis placed on, like, you cannot have babies. Yeah. But the deferral thing, they finally, that that seems to be, because this, this ties in the two things that it's about, well, not the two things it's about, but, like, Ruth being terrible and love can't save you, because throughout all of their schooling, Ruth and Tommy are together, even though they're not happy. They just sort of stay together. By the end, they're not happy, right? And they all sort of go their separate ways, and then they all reconnect in the end, because Kath becomes Ruth's carer, and as Kath is... Or as Ruth is sort of dying, she's like, oh, I want to see Tommy one more time. And like they get together and she's like, you guys should be together.
1: As an apology. Yes. Because she believes in the deferral and she knows that Tommy and Kath were in love this whole time. Because Kath always showed kindness to Tommy when everyone was making fun of him. And Tommy um, felt safe with, with Kath. Yeah. when Whereas no one would really feel safe with Ruth. Because Ruth is, um, she's the kind of friend that will... Unstring your insecurities, if and, sh- it,
0: and because she is so insecure, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I should say that while I dislike Ruth very much, I also, you know, I sympathize with her because sure. it's like that. That stuff is born; those personalities are born from circumstance. You're not, you know.
0: What the, I mean, what I mean in this, but what's what's the circumstance here? Because they're all in the same. It's not like nature versus nurture. They're all in the same. That's circumstance. a good point. That's a good. Like point. she's choosing to be cruel. Yeah, And I mean, Kath time. chooses kindness when she's like, where'd you get that pencil case? And she's like, no, oh, I, I shouldn't tell you. And it's like, because there's the rumor that she's like Miss Geraldine or whoever's favorite, right? And that's yeah. like...
1: Well, I can't well, imagine giving a fuck about a pencil case when I was like 12 or something I, w- I would never be like that. But new. this is all these kids know.
0: Like there's that's nothing true. that differentiates them other than like what they have, which is why this whole like capitalistic society or whatever based on school credits or whatever. Can I
1: say that the exchange... When I was reading that section, I was like, I wish that we had this at my school. Like, I, I, I wish that there was, like, a marketplace within the school for art. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like there is a marketplace in the school for things like athletics and stuff like that. Sure. Like, you know, it's the currency of, of cool, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Like, you, you attain capital of, like awesomeness popularity yeah yeah and and like I think that like you know you th- there should be different ways for that to 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 take place and I think that this is like an interesting like I wish that my school had do- had had done this because it like f- it faces front um artistic kids more like I don't know it gives them an outlet in a way sure. in a way that like I never had in my school.
0: So the, the exchange is that in art class or whatever, all the kids make art and they take the best of it for the quote unquote gallery, which is just showing England that like, look at look how creative these kids are. They must be real people. And the rest of it just goes up for sale and the other kids can buy another other thing. So like they can buy art, they can buy poems they'll, and they kind of like dunk on the poems from like 10 years ago. Just like, yeah, that was shitty. Child I, imagine, poetry. I can't
1: imagine being like, uh, yeah, this is good.
0: It's fascinating. It's one of those things where it's like that because you you find out about you learn about that before you learn about the organs and the, and the cloning and everything you're like is this because like, it could be normal like that could be like a school that just does that but there is more to it and it's both nefarious and also not like it's just depending on how far you zoom out but
1: yeah it's also uh, the other like maybe thing that if if you if you don't know about the sign the concept of the book it's interesting how absent parents are right so like by the time you get to the to the middle you're and before you like learn that they're these it's it could be an orphanage or something but it's also just like yeah these kids are all like they're entirely on their own
0: because the, the other thing is called the sale, or there's the other thing where they just like bring shit in and like, hey, who wants to buy things? Well, I'm imagining that's
1: like those scholastic book fairs. Sure.
0: But like, they don't get, like, it's not, it's to the point, the only reason I bring that up now is because of the like, parents thing. It's not like the parents like sent money for like, while right. you're like, hey, I know you're at school, like you don't have time for a job, like here's some money to like eat food, to buy food with or whatever. Like they're not getting, you know, care packages from their parents because they don't have parents. So it's all like in-school currency that is used for whatever. And so it, it both feels incredibly weird if you think about it and also like oh yeah okay sure that
1: makes sense yeah let's talk about possibles and pornography the
0: pornography I think so the possibles and I don't think this is the case but there's a rumor and I don't know that it's ever substantiated or unsubstantiated but like that there's like Kieran Knightley Prime out there right and she's been cloned and there's like let's say Ruth Prime Ruth Prime (laughs) Ruth Prime and she's been cloned so that Ruth Two. will have like her organs or whatever so that like when ruth prime gets sick
1: i know no i don't i don't think that's what it is at all
0: that's that's the impression that i got from the book you don't think that's it no
1: no it's i it's i I specifically think it's not that because I i don't think that like each person has their individual clone and and then those organs go to that person. That's what I thought
0: the possible's worse. What's a possible if it's not that? Just somebody. Uh, no, who... a,
1: a possible is just the person. Every clone has someone that they were cloned from. That's why, like you know, uh, Ruth says, and it really and it really upsets Kath. But Kath also believes this that they're cloned from trash. They're they're cloned from right. homeless people and and uh, prostitutes and prostitutes and, everything. and things because because those are the people that would be willing to get cloned yeah, and, yeah. And, and and like these organs exist for the upper class so it was my my thinking was
0: right, but it was the different end game but it was like we found someone who looks like Ruth, but it's like older yeah. Ruth and then they they get close to her and it's like, oh it's it's actually not Ruth yeah, because
1: it's l- unlikely that uh, someone who is a um a possible would actually be working in an office because they're they're the the dregs of society, right which right. is why our uh, narrator Kath, like, searches through pornography magazines looking for possible for hours and hours just flipping through looking at looking for herself yeah looking for herself um she pretends she's doing it to beat off but when she gets caught they're like that's not how you beat off to magazines you're just you're going through it too quickly you're just looking at their faces you gotta you gotta look at the other parts the other parts
0: that's the thing like because there's there's the two elements of sexuality in here where kath says to ruth you ever just get horny, like, real horny, you could just, like, have sex with anybody? And Ruth's like, ew, no. But then later she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, because yes, all the time.
1: Right, yeah, which is another, like, it, it's interesting that that dynamic arises independently of society at large, right? Like, the the, the culture of sex within Hailsham mimics the culture of sex in, in the world, even though, like, really, there's no reason why it should necessarily, unless that's innate. Right well, I think
0: yeah, and I don't know if that, I don't know if he's commenting on that, but kind of well right? no I Could think
1: I, I i I think it is because I think that there is the uh, like a shame around around that kind of feminine horniness, right like w- yeah. socially especially dudes like growing up think I think largely that women don't get horny, right it's, it's like when you're like a a male like a, a teen boy it feels like um, the horniness differ, d- difference between men and women is is wildly Right. Out, like men out out of have shade. sex
0: because they have to, women just because it's like, like, I'm not, I guess both different have to. Like men are just so horny and women are like, yeah, I guess I will. Like, yeah. I'm, but it's exactly. like, it's like, wait a minute. No, you idiot.
1: Yeah. Horniness is probably a lot closer to completely even across the board. It's just that like men have been. Socialized to not necessarily hide their horniness, and women have been socialized to hide it because obviously, like women get branded as sluts if they if they engage. Any
0: man, with fan of the show exactly. Amber yeah. Tamlin. yeah, yeah. written yeah. by Amby Tams, friend of the show, friend of the show. But yeah, it's just another thing where like Kath has to or Ruth has to apologize to Kath. It's just like, yeah, I'm I'm sorry that I lied to you. It's like, well, you didn't have like just you didn't have to like you didn't you never had to. And on top of that, when they break up in school she's like well you can't take tommy because like tommy doesn't like girls who sleep around yeah even though she admits like oh yeah i slept around too like in front of tommy yeah
1: she's pretty pretty hard that that, that's a that's a tough scene when she's just like i just want to let you know i know that me and tommy are not going to make it but also tommy is has no interest in you he doesn't like you like that when at that point um they're they're friends tommy and Kath. they like like they're you into it that there's something more there but it yeah, it's not like
0: ruth is a girl slipping him a note like do you like me check yes or no it's like no they're friends like he he doesn't think less of her like you can see that he doesn't think less of her yeah she's just manipulated by the mean girl
1: she even even when she says that when she says the stuff about horniness to to tommy when she's like you know there are times when i think that i would just do it with anybody he's like yeah i don't think that's that weird i think like i get like that too i don't think that right. there's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you're a normal person, yeah. she, and she still like kind of doesn't buy it because again, you have to deprogram those things. So why does Ruth have
0: the power then? Just because she took the power? Because uh, she's a popular girl, and because well, and, like why is she a popular girl? Well,
1: I think there's something to do with the will to power in, okay. in there, right? There's some there's like a Hitlerian like power's there for those who grab it, and if you have the the it's like in a fight, right? When you're when two people are fighting, it's not necessarily about who's better at fighting. It's sort of about who's more willing to hurt the other person, yeah, right. And so Ruth has power because Ruth is mean, mm-hmm. and because Kath is not mean, she runs away from Ruth's power. And also because when Ruth is not being mean to her, Ruth is very kind. And they they, you know, it's a, it's almost an abusive relationship, right? When when the rubber band snaps back from that, like anger and and meanness like they have a very close intimate relationship Mm -hmm. where they do favors for each other and they look out for each other and they're very kind and they they connect on a level where they speak to each other in a way that nobody else really can speak to them except for tommy
0: and then but at the end there's like a nice reversal of that where they're in the car and this is when ruth eventually apologizes but like kath is sort of holding it like she's like i'm about to like i'm about to really mess her stuff up and ruth some, it's 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 described in a way that like it's like you're one, in a movie where like one guy has a gun yeah, yeah, and then all right. of a sudden the other guy has the gun. There's like and she's like, I saw on Ruth's face that like she knew she had the power and like she uses that power in that moment to apologize. And it's like, oh, that's not where I thought this was going to go. But that I think that sort of is emblematic of just like their life together that at every point it's either like Kath not standing up to Ruth or Kath deciding not to absolutely obliterate Ruth.
1: So is that not enough? To redeem Ruth for you? I don't think so. No, why not?
0: Because she's only she's doing it as she's dying. If she hadn't had like a poor second donation or whatever, and she still had another five or six years, like, I don't think she would have changed. I think it's like, you know, cynically, the people who find religion on their deathbed. It's just yeah. like,
1: you could have been nice for 80 years. Oh, yeah. That's my plan, though. On my deathbed, I'm going to convert cool. to like one after the other. Just all of them. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Whoever wants me. I think they all want me. I'm like the the sexiest girl on the bar and all the rabbis and imams and and priests they're all lining up and they all want to convert me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're the Ruth of the bar. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I do like is that at the end, so, you know, Miss Lucy opens up to them, right? And she's like, here's what, here's what, here's, you might not, you might know, you might not know, but here's what it is. And then she leaves, like, she leaves school. And at the end, they're like, what happened to Miss Lucy? And like, to the, to the madam and to the other, to Miss Emily, it's just like, I forgot about her. Like, she's only around for like a year. Like, gives yeah. a shit? Like, but what basically was a pivot point for these kids in like a, oh, right, okay, He's just like
1: yeah but it's also like the, the, that part is really fascinating to me because I think I think it speaks again to the class issues that I was talking about because it's like Miss Lucy is now like she's like a hero of the book somehow because she like saw these kids as human beings and she wanted to help them but like what does she do she just walks away she didn't fucking do anything she was you know willing to educate these kids in like in spite of like the moral graveyard that Hailsham actually is right it reminds me like I, I spoke at a, at a labor rally once at school and I it was one of those things where I like had a bullhorn, and I was like you know, rallying the truth and getting really like yelling into the thing making people cheer That's and it's a
0: great like, like Facebook profile
1: picture and, uh, um, and then afterwards like these tenured professors came up to me and they were like you know I really re- respect what you're doing we've all been there and it's like okay but like what you did was you like moved on from it And then now you're a person that exists as part of the system and you're not fucking helping at all. You're just like sitting on the sidelines, not risking anything because your position is comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas like like you may have recognized the struggle while you were going through it. The second you're out of the struggle, it's no longer an issue. You're totally fine. It's like and not only are you totally fine, but you have to ignore the struggle because were you to address the struggle, you may lose the comfort that you've gained. Sucks. Which is a bummer, yeah. but so like so like I have no sympathy for Lucy Wayne, right? Who's like painted as a kind of hero of the book. Fuck Lucy Wayne, right? She she does it. She's these people are predators. They're all preying on these kids and and training them to a complacent life where they're just food for for uh, you know a meat thresher. Yeah, bummer. It's a pretty big bummer. I I, I found this book to be uh, devastating in 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 all of those ways. So it's more more. It's more than just about love. I mean, I think it's an effective love story and an effective story about how love has its limits. But I think it's also in, in, in a much more effective story about class struggle.
0: I think the only other thing that I have in my notes I want to talk about is when Kath and Tommy finally do get together. That after Ruth, like before Ruth dies, but like while she's basically on the way out the door.
1: Yeah, you want to talk about her giving him a hand job? no okay
0: i mean we can i was, I was gonna get to that but not talk about that specifically yeah where he's not even lying there not making faces just seems to be enjoying himself it's
1: like yeah hand job city
0: but ruth is dying and she's like you guys should get together now which we talked about and they're like well maybe i don't know and then they she Kath becomes tommy's carer and they go over there and they just you know hang out and read and talk and whatever and then they're like we should probably just have sex and so she yeah. gives him the most neutral hand job of all time it seems like and then they start having sex or whatever and because he's
1: got stitches he's he can't do anything because he's he's just donated in Oregon
0: right this is maybe the saddest thing of all it's like they finally together and like it's not it because you know it's a different kind of thing but it's like he's a terminal cancer patient it's just like well we know there's only like 18 months left or whatever but you know at least we're together now yeah it's like it's it's like is it better to have loved and lost and never have loved at all or like better late than never or is it just like hey ruth if you were nicer, they could have been could have been together for like fifteen years or something.
1: Yeah, I think that we're letting Tommy off the hook a little bit here. Because Tommy could have just been like, hey Ruth. Yeah, but he go f- piss up a rope.
0: He feels like he's just He feels like he's both too smart and too dumb for the world.
1: Yeah, he's a really interesting character. Because he it's it's like he's too dumb only because everyone has always told him that he's dumb. Mm-hmm. But he's actually incredibly perceptive and uh uh emotionally intelligent yeah. um and and the reason why he blows up is because he's sensitive to things that um the other students are not aware of they they don't recognize right
0: i think that's that's where i'm gonna ultimately come down is that i like the story and i like the characters and i like the world i just didn't connect to the writing okay and that was the frustration like i don't know what i was looking for yeah but it just maybe the simplicity turned me off even though i, I like simple things i just
1: style wise we've we've been all over the map uh, over this last season I think like on purpose, I structured it so that we had our m- most stylistically challenging book followed by the two most stylistically traditional books. So
0: you mean Ducks followed by Open City and this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Although I guess Open City is not like stru- structurally it is. Uh, well,
0: I think, I think narratively, and again, not as a negative, simplistic.
1: Yeah. Right. I, I think that's fair. Yeah.
0: But also, Suguru Tozaki is also that, that way too, I think. Yeah. Almost no metaphor. Well, I mean, it, it's either all metaphor or no metaphor. <laughs> right, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's all, like, as far as the writing is concerned, it's, like, very simple declarative statements. Yeah. Not, not a whole lot of semicolons. Yeah. Um, Short paragraphs. Yeah, grammatically. Uh, standard written English. Sure. Um, very, like, uh, very prescriptivist take on grammar. hmm
0: What I also liked about the structure, and I'm not going to spoil it now because we're going to talk about season two in the next episode, which is in two weeks, but this is a nice kind of even though it wasn't intentional or maybe it was, maybe no, it was all not. been a, maybe a long con. I, it
1: actually made me think a lot that I would, I, if I could do it over again, I would have put this book in the, in the next season instead of this one, but it is a good transitory.
0: It, it fits in nicely into the next season, which you will hear about in two weeks yeah. on the trailer for season two. I don't know what we're going to call it,
1: but next season's all about clones, clone literature. We've got clone high, that, that TV show the Island by Michael Bay.
0: Well, yeah, how's it gonna be covered? They did Clone Girl Summer. They did four clone movies in a row. Okay. Six Day, Surrogates, Replicas, The Island.
1: Okay, yeah, I can't think of any other clone books, but I'm sure there are. There a was bunch another
0: one. one. Was it Multiplicity or something? Yeah, Multiplicity. But clone. they, they, with they, Michael Keaton. <laughs> they
1: mentioned wasn't I don't know
0: or maybe it wasn't that one. I don't know. But yeah, clones, man. Season two, clones coming at you.
1: So yeah, Attack of the Clones. Um
0: the novelization of the film. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett.
0: Yeah. Well, you want to call Matt?
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot that we were doing that. What? What's the... Let me... Can I see the cover that you have for it? So
0: there's two different covers. So there's the one that you have, which yeah. I think is the... And we'll talk about this again with Matt. But this is, I think, the more popular, traditional... Boring. ...girl's face. But then the one that I'm using for our, our art, for the style of the pod, is this one, which I think I like better. It's kind of like a blurry girl sort of fading into obscurity. Actually let's talk about the title before we talk call Matt. Yeah, okay. So it's based on a song by Judy Bridgewater. Is that a real artist? Judy Bridgewater is not a real person. So she got a song called Never Let Me Go, which is about Kath does not know this when she's, she's in love, a love with the song. song right? Yeah. She has a love song like, you know, and by the end, it never really comes back, even though Tommy helps find the tape or whatever. But like Tommy and Kath are the ones that like never let me go. But Kath thinks it's about a girl who can't have a baby and then has a baby and it's just like I can't let you go because like if I let you go, you're gonna disappear.
1: Yeah, she imagines herself holding a baby while dancing, and um, the the madam who is sort of the head mistress of the entire academy sees her doing this and weeps because in in seeing a little girl dance along to a, a love song, she immediately recognizes that this child has a soul. Yeah, and that she is um, in for a world of hurt because she has a soul. Yeah,
0: Even this girl is real dumb. It's like that's not about babies. Come on, baby's not literal big huh. metaphorical
1: I yeah, but I thought I, there, there have been songs in my life that I've associated with things and been like that's not remotely what that song is, but I feel yeah that the song is about this other thing entirely well, I mean it's maybe like, just because of one lyric you know? yeah
0: or a misheard lyric even right yeah but it's like you know radio has my favorite band that I couldn't tell you the lyrics to most of their songs but they make me feel a certain way right so yeah
1: what way do they make you feel alienated way you make me feel. alienated by technology
0: yeah I there's no tech in this house we're recording this to a uh, tree bark? I don't know. I'm not sure where I'm going.
1: That's fine. I like I, I I kind I of feel guilty every time we. call Yeah, him. I, I kind of like that that happened because I like that that's a thing that can happen because yeah. it like adds tension to the to the segment. Will Matt be here?
0: I'm still gonna play his theme song intro. Maybe not twice because normally in the edit I'll play the theme song and like it kind of kicks in. You after play the say whole high. thing,
1: like all three and a half minutes of it.
0: No, no, no. It's like it's probably like 35 seconds though. It's like a slow, it's like a slow, <laughs> wow. like like slow buildup. And then it's like the thing, and then like it fades out, and we come in that. And then when he leaves, I ramp it up and then play it again. I love it. So, uh,
1: you listeners, I've never listened to this show before.
0: Yeah, it's very funny. We when we had our, uh, I think we talked about it here, our season two planning session. Bob and I sat listening for like ten minutes. He's
1: like, "I've never heard any of this." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's good." Your neighbor is doing a thing now. Can you hear this on the mic? Yeah, maybe, but we're almost done. So, fantasy casting we'll
0: talk about in when we talk about the movie on the Patreon at Patreon.com/LotteryPod. Um, cover art discussion with the honorable Judge Matt Early. I mean, if you had to guess, you want to guess if this book is guilty or innocent, or is that? A real, I don't like. I don't like. Not- I don't like either cover.
1: If I were going to make a cover for this book, I I would. Um, it would be a mostly blank cover, and then I would have one of the one of Tommy's animals in the
0: corner. Those animals sound like super cool. Like they're just like kind of like mechanized yeah, it's robotic like, like, like screws and it's, stuff. It's a weird... It's like a steampunk animal.
1: Yeah, it's a, it was a, like a weird little addition to to the... the and they're like tiny, right? Yeah, yeah, That's why I said like, a, you know, a mostly blank cover and then that thing on the.
0: Kind of like the Owen Meany cover which is like the armadillo in the middle, right?
1: Yeah, which the armadillo is is not negligible, but it's also not like the main thing.
0: We have an email address. Lottery at cageclub.me. Your friend Egg wrote in. So this... Uh, we've I, I was expressing my pain on recent episodes that you and Meg have had these wonderful conversations. She writes in and she's like, "Here's my thoughts. By the way, they reinforce what Bobby's saying, and everything is good. I'm like,
1: yeah, she she accused me of stealing from her. Did she really? Well, yeah, I she said that. she 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 wouldn't talk to me about the so this, this is her choice. she she wouldn't talk to me about this book. Because she thought that I would steal her thoughts. Love that. And put them on the podcast.
0: I was worried, and worried is way too strong of a word, but I was worried that, like, I scared you off. That you were like, I don't want to make Joey feel bad, so I'm not going to talk. Like, egg, we can't talk. Oh. But the fact that it's her saying to you. Hey,
1: listeners, I assure you, I am not remotely afraid of making Joey feel bad.
0: I did not think that was realistic, but I was like, is this a possibility? (laughs) Meg's reaction to never let me go. She also finished this book before you or I both did. Like, she she's beats a speeder, this bunch.
1: a speedster. She's she's a real Wally West. Is that the Flash?
0: Yeah. Are we in the speed zone sure. with Rudy North? Yeah, okay. I watched the movie back when it first came out, so I knew going into this what it was about. I wish that I could have gone in blind. I agree with that. That's what I said. Like, I, I wish that I didn't know at least that I that think,
1: was I think that's that's what I want with everything. Yeah. I, I hate, like, if, if I could... Never hear anything about a book before I read it. Like, just, like, no, very basically, like, here's the title. I know the author, so I know what their themes are sometimes. Let's just go right into it.
0: That's why, I, I mean, that's why I don't watch movie trailers. And, like, it sometimes backfires. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be or right. whatever. But, like, most of the time it's just like, oh, yeah. Even when like a trailer is not especially spoilery, like knowing anything about a thing, or like knowing that there's like an action scene. Yeah, coming all, the or whatever. Jokes, yeah. all the good jokes they throw, all the
1: good. And then like when you're in the movie theater and there's they say the line from the trailer, and, and everyone laughs. Like, haha, It's just like fuck you, you for that fifty times.
0: But that's why they're laughing. Yeah, it's so it's stupid. Yeah. It
1: is so stupid. Sorry, yeah. Meg. Let's keep going. The story was
0: set up so beautifully. That being said, I couldn't put it down, even though I knew there were clones. What? And that Tommy was going to die at the end.
1: Well, I don't even think we mentioned that Tommy dies at the end
0: yeah <laughs> Ruth dies, Tommy dies, and Kath is basically by the end like about to become a donor because yeah. like but it's only because I think she would keep going she, I think she'd be a carer forever because again, she's like not making decisions, even though she makes a decision to like become a carer. I think it feels like earlier maybe. Yeah. Like she's like, you basically can like opt out. Like and it's, you,
1: but it's a reaction to, to Ruth. Right. It's but, a reaction but to, but I Ruth think it's like the mean one
0: decision it. she actually makes, right? Cause it's kind of like in, in, in basketball, like declaring for the NBA dress. Like, I'm not going to go to my sophomore year in, at Duke or whatever. I'm going to go pro.
1: I think, I think that's a little unfair to, to Kathy because she does make the decision to be kind to Tommy in multiple instances when no one else is doing that. So she has the, she has the, the okay. strength of character yeah. to, to uh, go to him.
0: Knowing how it was going to end made me more sympathetic to Hale Shim in the scene where Tommy and Kathy were going to see if Madame, Madame could give them a deferment. I felt like since I knew what was going to happen, I could more easily see their point of view from an objective perspective. It's kind of a beautiful thing what they did with running the school and trying to give the students a life beforehand. Do you think? Is it beautiful? It feels manipulative. Well, I mean,
1: based on based on my my read of it as a, as a class war narrative, no, I don't think it's beautiful at all. I think it's exploitative.
0: It feels like if this was the real world, they would be having, like, cushy, like, million-dollar salaries to, like, grow the best of the best organs or something. Maybe. That they're doing it for nefariously selfish reasons. Although at the time, hearing that Miss Emily felt kind of a revulsion to the students is jarring, I also feel like it's telling of her character that she and Madam ran the school in spite of all that. In spite of their involuntary emotional reaction, they still tried to do what they needed to be right. That scene was an entire society of world-building within a few pages, and you can see that Hailsham is the lesser of the evils.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. Kind of.
0: Is it or is it just like we don't? It, it could be one of the better ones. Like, yeah. I mean, no. I don't,
1: it's, it's, it seems like they had good lives when they, when they were there. It's just because it's there just, are the
0: government houses or whatever they were they allude to, right? It's, Where it's just like they're you know in jail cells. Basically. I think
1: I think I think they have good lives when they're th- when they're there, but their lives are um, you know th- those good lives serve the purpose of lulling them into servitude. Sure.
0: Now I can forgive Halsham as an institution in the world that's in, but I cannot forgive Ruth. Yeah, she's so needlessly cruel. Yeah. I get why Kathy wants to be friends with her in school. I mean, who doesn't? The girl's got so many horses. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. You can ride it, but no whipping.
1: That was very funny.
0: But that's also one of the tragedies of the book. Kathy doesn't get to move on or grow past adolescence. Since Kathy gets placed in the cottages with Ruth after they leave Hailsham, Kathy never really lives her life without Ruth. From there, she becomes a carer and loses a sense of self, I think. There's a reason that Kathy doesn't name any of the donors she cares for. We know that she can pick them, but we don't know her day-to-day life. Tommy even mentions that she's running herself ragged by caring for everyone, but as readers, we never get that impression. Furthermore, since Kathy's the last one left, she quote-unquote has to forgive Ruth. There's this one little bit where Kathy says that she kind of wishes she could tell Ruth that the deferment didn't work, but in the end decides that it's better she didn't happen.
1: Yeah, I like that part, too. I I, I felt like... I, I felt... The the conflict within Kath felt very realistic that you just want to, like, jam it in someone's face and be like, you fucking you wasted my time. But that's like
0: that's that's their dynamic, though. Right. It's just like I I was I was looking through the exchange or the sale records like it's you know, it's you can see everything for everybody. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I don't uh, nothing. Nothing about pencil cases. No, for sure not. I interpret this book as Kathy telling the story to one of the donors she cares for. There's a chance this was obviously stated, and I missed that.
1: I don't think it's not obviously stated, but she is talking to someone because she says over and over again, I don't know what it was like where you're from. So you you assume that she could be caring for someone else or she could be the, a person caring for her. It's not it's not it's not, I don't think it's clearly stated, but she is talking to someone. It's her TED talk. I think that's it's what- her tub talk.
0: I think that's why she doesn't go into detail about all the different responsibilities she has. She doesn't want the donor to feel like a burden, and also that's not something they'd be interested in listening to. That could also be the reason for Kathy forgiving Ruth to give comfort to the donor that nothing will be held against them after they quote-unquote complete.
1: That's a smart read.
0: One last thing I'd like to mention is the scene where Madam walks in on Kathy dancing to Never Let Me Go. I found it interesting that they both knew that they were interpreting something wrong, quote-unquote wrong, with Kathy interpreting the song as about a mother and a baby and Madam interpreting it as a little girl wanting the old kind world to remain and never let her go, but the song moment was still important in their developments. All in all, I really like the book and we will definitely read more Ishiguro in the future.
1: Yeah, I've been meaning to read Remains of the Day for a really long time. And um, actually, Remains of the Day, I, so we've talked... A number of times about how like this season gets set up and how i've read all these books before i was going to include remains of the day mm-hmm. as one but in the group chat that i have with uh megan and our friend heather heather had read remains of the day and she said you know knowing knowing your theme um i think never let me go is more appropriate and i had read never let me go so i was like yeah okay that's that that is cool so that's how never let me go ended up on here instead of remains of the day cool
0: why isn't she writing in
1: She's like nine months pregnant. She's got a lot of stuff going on.
0: Seems like she got time to read. I'm just kidding.
1: Apologize to her because she she probably listens.
0: Really? Yes. I'm so sorry. Good.
1: I'm going to. Yeah.
0: I respect and I'm jealous of the lemon party.
1: <laughs> you didn't say it right. It's the Lemonade Gang.
0: I know. But also the lemon party is funnier.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Uh uh, listeners go to lemonparty.biz. <laughs> Is it a biz uh, now? It's always been lemonparty.biz. I think. I thought it was.org. Why the fuck would it be an org? That's even more fucked up. It's not a nonprofit. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't make a profit. Google it. No. Look at look at it. I, we have to get it right. Lemonparty.tv now. Lemonparty.org. Lem- okay, it's lemonparty.org. The
0: shock site displaying an image of three elderly males and no, bed. don't
1: don't. You're spoiling it.
0: Don't go there. Now listeners. they're not gonna go. I did think it was Lemon Party. I thought it so in my head I was gonna say Lemonade Gang, and then I thought you were gonna make fun of me for getting it wrong. You're like, no, it's a lemon party, you idiot. Yeah. This is a real cath dynamic. We're on Twitter at Lottery Pod, email lottery at cageclub.me, Patreon.com slash lotterypod. Bonus episodes in between each release. Uh we're doing a very exciting thing over there that we will never address on the main <laughs> episode. <laughs> no, we'll
1: we'll address it. You just won't ever know what it is. It's great. Yeah, it's the it's uh I would say a revolutionary to the form of podcasting.
0: It's going to take us 23 years to do.
1: Yeah, it's a long-term project.
0: Doesn't even begin to describe.
1: <laughs> it doesn't even begin to describe it. It is complex. Till next time, keep reading. Um, don't keep reading. Uh, quit reading, because Joey keeps saying that. Wow. Um, instead, you should evade your taxes, which is today's crime. I want you.